Hey, thank you for joining us here this morning. It's great that uh, we can carry on this series on prayer. Hope you're well, hope you're staying safe. And uh, it, it's great that we can focus on prayer this month. Uh, obviously, we've got prayer and fasting coming up. So hopefully this is going to encourage you and inspire you to pray. And hopefully, um, you know, it'll help you to pray as well. So um, I just thought, you know, I, I want to share a scripture this morning and open this up and uh, begin to, you know, just give us some things that I think will help us. I'm going to read from 1 John 5 verse 14. It says this, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that it, we have what we have asked for. You know, this morning I want to speak on prayer, but on faith. But I want to combine those two. And, and I've kind of called this prayer, faith and growing in a God confidence. You know, John, when he writes here, he says we can have a confidence as we approach God, if we ask for something according to his will, we know God has heard us and we know he's answered us. You know, I know sometimes we wonder if God has heard our prayers and if he's answered us. And I believe John just writes here and gives us, you know, an insight of how almost a secret into knowing that God has answered our prayers. Who wants to know that God has heard us and has answered our prayers and we can trust in that. Um, you know, sometimes my girls will remind me of things that I've said. And uh, they'll come to me and say, Dad, when are we doing this? Um, you said, or I'll maybe say to them, girls, when you finish doing that, you know, we will we'll, we'll go, especially when they're young girls, when you finish doing that, we'll go to the park. And, um, you know, they, they wouldn't forget. They, they, they were like two detectives. They were like Holmes and Dr. Watson. They, 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 they'd remember each word I'd said. They wouldn't forget. And they'd come back to me and they'd say to me, Dad, you said... And, um, and I think that really, that's where, um, that's a similar thing to, that we have to God. God, we go to God as our father and we know he said some things, he's promised some things. And if we will go to God and align ourselves up with what he said, I believe we'll see some things. I believe we'll discover that God, prayer is possible. I believe we'll discover that prayer is purposeful. And I believe we'll discover that prayer is powerful. But it's only, we'll only discover, as God says, well, it, sorry, as John says, we'll only have a confidence when we understand the will of God. We're praying according to the will of God. So how do we know the will of God? Like I mentioned earlier, my girls know that they can, you know, if they come to me and ask something I've said, then I should really give them what I've promised. And it's the same with God. We know God's will and we know what God has promised because of his very words that he's spoken. Now I'm going to read a, a scripture from Luke 1 verse 38. And it's Mary. Mary has had a message from an angel, as you do. And, uh, you know, you probably know the story. Ma Mary, uh, the account, sorry, she, she's had a, an angel appeared to her, said that the saviour of the world, the promise of God is going to be um, be be um going to be born through her and she has a moment it's like how is this possible then god says through the angel the holy spirit will come upon you and make this possible so then mary says these words in luke 1 38 i am the lord's servant mary answered may it be to me as you have said then the angel left her so mary she has a message from god 
and she chooses to believe what God says. And then as she moves away from this situation later on, she sees she comes across Elizabeth and Elizabeth is carrying John the Baptist. And what happens in Luke 1.45, Elizabeth says these words. She says, blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. So, so um, Elizabeth saying, you're blessed because you've heard what God has said and you've believed it that God can do what he said. A little bit like my girls coming to me and asking me, God, you, Dad, sorry, you said you can have, we can have and we can do this. And um, I know that's a small illustration, but it's a similar with us and God. We can go to God and say, God, you've said this. We're believing that you can do this. And, um, you know, the word believe there, if you look in the Greek, it means to trust. Sometimes it's hard to trust what people say. And, you know, we have to learn to trust what God says, you know, that he loves us. He died for us and he wants to show us that love to receive the love of God. Sometimes it's difficult because our life has affected us to trust, to confide in it means, or to commit to. So there's a hearing of it, there's a trusting, there's a commitment to what's being said. And also there's an entrusting that God entrusts us with his word, which is amazing. Mary was entrusted with the word of God. Jesus was God's promise manifest in Jesus Christ. You know, great responsibility. But Mary, she believed what God had said, you know, and that's the same for us. If we're going to have a confidence in God, we've got to know what God's word says, not just what God has spoken, but what is written down the truth of um, of what God says about us, but about other people. And I believe we discover this in prayer when we combine the prayer and the word of God. So if we talk to God about what he said, then we can have a confidence that God is faithful and will do what he's already promised. I think that's great. I'm going to look at an example in the Old Testament from um, Abraham before God renames him. He's called Abraham. And uh, in Genesis 12, he's, co he's coming out of a place um, that had certain types of worship, idolatry, and he's coming out of that place. God's called him into a, a new place. And uh, it says this in Genesis 1. It says, the Lord has said to Abraham, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. Then he says, I will make you a great nation. So just look at the word that God is speaking to Abraham. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I mean, how good is that? That God wants to make something in our lives. Just as he wanted to make in Abraham's life, he wants to make something, I believe, in your life. Then he says, I will bless you. I will make your name great and, I, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went, so he believed the word of God, he, he, he took it on board, he committed to it, and uh, he was entrusted with that. So it says he went, um, he went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him, and he was 75 years of age. You're never too old, are you, to be called by God? 75 years of age when he went, that's amazing. I just want to pick up something from this that we can learn the word of God coming to Abraham and what that means to us in the New Testament, that the word of God comes to us and uh, if we were willing to believe it and uh, receive it, I believe we'll see it in our lives and we'll see our prayers answered. My first point is this, 
for us in the New Testament, we're to put our faith in Jesus. Now, Jesus is the word of God, it says, manifest. All the promises of God that we've been promised from the beginning of time all the way through the Old Testament when Israel you know, sinned and rebelled and we see examples of many nations, you know, you know, just rebelling against God. God remained faithful to his promise to send a saviour. And you can see it all in the Old Testament. Jesus is that promise, which is amazing. And for us, if we are to connect with God in prayer. Now, prayer is made possible because of Jesus. Without Jesus, it is impossible to connect with God. Because God is holy, we have sin, and it's impossible for God and us to connect. If that happens, we've got a problem. We've got death in our lives, right? Because we're judged on our sin. But because of Jesus... Right. If you're a believer, you know this. If you're not, because of Jesus, he removes our sin. That means now I can connect with God. So he's made it possible for me to connect with God. So when you come to God now, because of Jesus, you can have a confidence to approach God And uh, Hebrews chapter four, I think it is, it says it's a throne room of grace. This kind of illustration, this metaphor of what we see, this this king we can come to and receive from him. So put your faith in Jesus at the beginning, every day and and for the rest of your life. Why? Jesus offers forgiveness. God offers forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Forgiveness of sins. You know, it's an amazing blessing to receive Now, as it says to Abraham, he says, I will make you. Now, just like me and you, we're here. We don't make ourselves right with God. We don't make ourselves a better. God makes us right through Jesus' sacrifice. This is amazing. This is a a game changer. I don't make myself right. God makes me right. Just he said to Abraham, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. So it's the same with us in the New Testament. We come as we are. We humble ourselves. We recognize we need somebody. We need something outside of ourselves. We need Jesus to remove our sins, to make now a connection between us and God. Now prayer is possible because of Jesus. So we need to put our faith in Jesus or the word of God. Forgiveness is available in eternal life in Christ Jesus. Why? Why does God do this? Simply this, because God loves us. Just like I love my girls, if they wanted something or they were in trouble, I'd want to help them. I want to help them get out of that situation. God does it because he loves us. It's as simple as that. You know, John three sixteen. common scripture says God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Right. So ever believed in him. So we can have forgiveness. Why? Because God loved the world and he loved us. So I want to encourage you. The will of God is to put our faith in Jesus, believe in Jesus. And that is that is what makes it possible for us to connect with God. Um, and he says there, I will bless you. God wants to bless you. I believe this is my second point is this. Put your faith in God, that faith that God will bless you. Now, do you believe that God wants to bless you? Do you believe it? 
You know, in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, Paul writes in there that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. The forgiveness of sin is the blessing of God, made right with God, the peace of God. You know, the holiness of God has been poured out so that we can. It's amazing. We should be jumping around and shouting and celebrating because the righteousness of God has been given to us in Jesus. Our sins have been removed because of Jesus. Do you believe that? Do you believe what God has sent? Not just said as he said in the old testament what he's actually sent in jesus do you believe you're forgiven do you believe jesus died for you do you believe the words of jesus of eternal life sometimes we've got to remind ourselves not just when we put our faith in jesus initially we have to remind ourselves when we're going through things because life is difficult remind yourself that you're forgiven remind yourself of what god has said remind yourself that there's no condemnation remind yourself that there's freedom in god remind you you have to remind ourselves and that is where i believe um we'll see God's blessing in our lives. It's the will of God to bless you. I love what Jesus says when he's talking about the birds in chapter 12, Luke chapter 12. He says, consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They neither have storehouses nor barns. And yet God feeds them. And then he's making this comparison. He's saying, how much more value does God uh, have in you than the birds? God values you more than these birds, he's saying, but you know what? Look how the birds are being fed. Look how, look how nature's looking after yourself. But you, God has made provision for you that's greater than the birds. And that is in Jesus Christ. So God wants to bless you. When you put your faith in Jesus, that connection is possible. And all of heaven's resource that is available begins to come into your life as you connect to the will of God. It won't happen without Jesus. Jesus makes it possible Uh, as we put faith in him. So he says to Abraham, I will bless you. That's what God wants to do. We don't earn the blessing. It's just because God loves us. We just go to God and ask him for that blessing and we can receive it as we put and commit to him. And then it says, I will make you a great nation and you will be a blessing. Now I said God wants to bless you simply because he loves you, but it goes beyond that. The key here, I believe, if you want to see the will of God in your life, you want to see possibilities, you want to see the purpose of God and understand it more, and you want to see the power of God worked in your life, it's going to happen when you realise that not only are you blessed, but you're here to be a blessing. He says to Abraham, you will be a blessing. So God's going to bless Abraham, and then through Abraham, he's going to be a blessing. You know, how good is that? That God wants to bless people beyond your household, beyond your space, beyond me. God is blessing me so that I can bless others. So when I'm praying to God and I'm praying and asking God for other people and praying for their needs and praying, then God, I'm praying for opportunity that God show me opportunities where I can bless people. And you should expect it's God's will for you to, you know, help people and and support people, encourage people. God will give you opportunity. So when we pray, have that prayer of prayer of faith to believe that not only are you blessed and God wants, but God's blessing is going to go through you. That's the will of God. And I believe as you pray those prayers, we take our eyes off ourselves as well as thanking God for provision for ourselves, we'll see the blessing of God, the power of God working through our lives. So faith in Jesus, 
faith that God will bless us. And then another point here, I don't want to emphasise this too much, but faith to do what's right when in spite of opposition. You know, Abraham went through difficulties and he didn't always get it right. But God puts a promise to Abraham. He's spoken something. He says, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. You know, I want to encourage you when you go through something difficult, make sure you're blessing people. Just be careful that you don't take offence. We all get hurt, but I'll harbour that offence and begin to curse people or moan and complain about people. Just make sure that you are doing as Jesus says. Jesus promises forgiveness to us, but he asks us to forgive others. Romans 12 verse 21 says this, do not overcome um, do not be overcome by evil. So there's always things that are going to affect us. But he says this, but overcome evil by good. You want to overcome. You want to see God's prayers answered in your life. Don't curse people, but bless people. You know, ask God for good uh, opportunities to bless those who actually are being unkind to you. You know, sometimes you have to remove yourself out of people's worlds, but God also gives us opportunity to be kind to those who are not kind. So I believe that's the will of God. That's what Jesus did on the cross. He took on the sin of the world. Evil was put was um, put upon him, yet Jesus defeated it with the goodness of God. So it's the will of God to do good, not to do evil and curse people. So faith in Jesus, faith that God will bless us and Blessed beyond your household, I believe, I believe that's a key. And then faith that God, um, faith to do what's right in spite of opposition. You know, you can see that all the way through the Old Testament. You see it with Joseph, the great example, doing what's right and seeing the will of God manifest. And then the fourth one, I believe this is the will of God, not just for your life, but for everybody. It says this, this is what I've written. Faith that God wants to reach out to the nations. Now, I've talked about going beyond your household, but I want to talk about going into the nations. It says, he says to Abraham, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So God wants to bless you and he wants to bless people through you. Now, if you look at Mary, as we, we looked at earlier, Mary had a choice to believe God's message. And to believe the word. And the word of God, Jesus himself, was manifest through Mary. But Mary had a choice. Do I believe God and trust him? In spite of some opposition I'm going to face, am I going to hold on to that word and birth that in my life so that this message can go out to all the nations? And it's the same with me and you. We have a choice to believe Jesus, believe his teachings, and to share the love of Jesus with one another. Very often we can get fixed on just ourselves, but God, I believe, wants to get us to look beyond ourselves into the nations. So we can demonstrate this by our acts of kindness and love and goodness that we show people. But also there's a challenge to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus, who Jesus is and why he died. And if you are praying this, I believe, if we are praying this, you know, we're coming into a time of prayer and fasting. If we unite together and pray, you know, for God, opportunities for us as a church to reach out to people who are in need. You know, we unite together and pray about this. I believe God will give us opportunities and strategies. You know, and also I believe as we as we uh, pray opportunities to share about Jesus, God will give us opportunities because it's his will. Acts 1 verse 8. Now, I don't know about you, I've spoke about confidence, but when I've got to tell somebody about Jesus... 
you know, sometimes our words just kind of get muddled and, and, and we feel nervous or we feel, you know, we can lack confidence. But I believe God wants to give us a confidence. And the confidence isn't in us. The confidence is in him. And I want to read what it says in Acts 1 verse 8. It says this, but you, this is Jesus talking to the disciples. He's died. He rose again. And then he says this to them. I mean, I'm sure they had some faith after seeing that. But you will receive power. You know, they were probably intimidated by um, the thought of confessing and being witnesses about Jesus Christ. They would have been crucified. They would have been taken out um, So by the Romans. So they, they were scared of, of that. And Jesus is coming to them and saying, look, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit, just like Mary, when she was it was impossible for Mary to have a child. She was a virgin. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it becomes possible. You know, when the disciples were here, they were fearful. They were probably lacking confidence. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, Jesus says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know, as we come to God in prayer, we humble ourselves, recognising we need somebody else. We need God to help us. We need God's grace in our weakness. As Paul says, you know, sometimes we just feel weak. We need to depend on somebody else. And that is God. We need God to be a witness. We can't do it ourselves. But when we're praying and we're hungry for God's will in our lives, God promises to empower us for the job that he's calling us to do. He promises, as he did with the disciples, I believe as we pray the will of God, we'll get a confidence in what he said and we'll see the manifestation of God's promises in our lives. Amen. So I just want to finish with Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 to 21 and it says this. Now, to him who is able, this is God, to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine according to his power that is, in, that is at work within us. God is able to do what he's called us to do because of his power for those who believe. You know, sometimes I don't always feel that I can do it. I'm going to read a quote from Mother Teresa. It was in a, the Bible reading plan if, you, if, you, if you're uh, doing that working with through that with us you know the bible reading plan has been great and she wrote this i wrote it down this week in there she says i don't think there is anyone who needs god's help and grace as much as i do sometimes i feel so helpless and weak i think that it is why god uses me because i cannot depend on my own strength i rely on him 24 hours a day if the day had even more hours then I would need his help and grace during those as well. You know, Mother Teresa, you know, she saw a weakness and she realised she needed a dependency on God. That's what she's doing. And for each one of us, we've all got a weakness. We've all got our struggles. But there is an opportunity for us to connect with God through faith in Jesus. You know, there's a possibility for us to see God's will work through our life, for us to be a blessing beyond ourselves, to be able to do what's right, even when it's difficult, and to be a witness to the nations. I believe that's the will of God. And how do we know that? Because that's what it says in his word. Can I encourage you in this season of prayer and fasting that we hunger for the things of God. We have a hunger for his word to find out what he says and a hunger to see 
um, God's plans and purposes manifest in our lives. I want to finish with this little phrase for you to take this week, to think about and to pray. And it's simply this, go and be a blessing beyond your household. You know, may God bless you and continue to show you the wonders as you seek God and and, and read his word. But may that blessing flow in and through you and beyond your household. I believe like Abraham is the will of God for the blessing of God that's in your life to flow beyond and out. Let me pray before we finish. Father, I thank you that we can come to you in prayer. I thank you, Lord, that we can gain a confidence that you hear us and we can understand your will. Lord, I pray for a hunger for your church to know your voice and to know what you have said, not just about us, but about all people, those who are struggling, Lord, that you love them. Help us to see as you see and understand your heart, Father. And I just pray that we would grasp that we're here not only to be blessed because you love us, but we're here to love others and to see that blessing. I pray for each one of us this week to be refreshed in our weakness. Lord, where there's burdens that we shouldn't be carrying, I pray that it be removed. I pray, Holy Spirit, as you uh, did with the disciples in Acts I pray that, Father, you would pour out your spirit, that Holy Spirit, as we seek you, would come upon us, that we would be witnesses for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for an awakening of your church, a hunger to seek you in the season of prayer and fasting. May we put you first, recognizing we we depend on you, Jesus, and we need you. I know I need you, Jesus, and I'm sure there's many people. You know, if you're here for the first time and you're listening or you've got questions about God, can I encourage you, put your faith in Jesus. You can do that today. You can click on a button there on, on online or you can fill in a form and we'd love to pray with you. You know, as I've prayed right now, you may have put your faith in Jesus today. Well, I encourage you to respond to Jesus and commit to him. He's the most wonderful thing I've come across. I hope that's been helpful. You know, it's great that you've been on here. We love you lots. Take care and we'll see you soon.